Hi, and welcome back to the Real Friends Podcast, colon, the Advent Series. I know you love me providing the visual there with the punctuation. Yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Pastor Chris and uh, and the staff of Jason Deacon Matthew, uh, back to help you keep Christ at the center of your Christmas season with our daily devotions. And how are we doing that today? What's our topic? Well, we're still on the topic of hope. Sure. And then specifically today, we're going to talk about another facet of hope, and we struggled a little bit with quite how we wanted to phrase this, kept it simple, the hope of purpose. The hope of purpose. So first of all, Pastor, let's talk about collective purpose and what that means. Yeah, so Matthew, one of the biggest questions of life that people have grappled with for centuries is, what is my purpose? Or perhaps it could be phrased as, what is the meaning of life? And on Sunday, I preach from Matthew 22, where Jesus gives us the two greatest commandments in the Bible, the two commandments, in fact, that every other biblical command hinges on. Number one, to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and then to love our neighbor as ourself. So the greatest commandment corresponds to the greatest purpose that we have as humans. So the, the main purpose of every single human being, and ultimately the meaning of life, you could say, is to love God with every facet of our being, which means to serve Him, to obey Him, and, and to enjoy Him, to treasure Him. And then inseparable from that is the second command— which is to love and to serve other human beings. Now, because of sin, we could not live up to the purpose for which God has created us. But because of the Christmas story, because Jesus came and because he gave his life for us and because he was raised, we now, through him, can have this restored purpose. And so, Pastor, in addition to that collective purpose, we also have uh, individual purposes that, of course, you know, play into that collective purpose. All Christians, for example, uh, I think we should share a desire to be used by God for His good and His glory. Absolutely. And, you know, the great news is this, that God has given us by His Spirit each a unique purpose that can be used for eternal good. Yes, we all have our own gifts, and even like according to First Corinthians, even if uh, we feel or the gifts are the quote-unquote you know, least of gifts, they are still absolutely indispensable to God's plans. Part of the Christmas story reminds us that God uses the most ordinary of people for great things. And so, Matthew, would you read um, that the part of the Christmas story found in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 46, Mm -hmm. and it is the story of Mary. Yes. Uh, And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So was Mary anything special? Yes and no. I mean, she was chosen, which in itself was special, but I think that what makes Mary being chosen special for all of us is just like Jesus was from out from the provinces and may not have been seen as anything you know, special to outsiders, neither was Mary. And here in this verse, when she's quoted, she's not talking about herself. Who is she always talking about and pointing to? Yeah, she's talking about God, and she just calls herself a humble servant. But, you know, God used her humility and her servant's heart to bring forth the greatest gift. No, certainly not one of the First Corinthians, uh, <laughs> the least gifts, but rather the greatest. And so what this points to is for us more practically is that, you know, no matter, no matter how we may feel about our gifts or our giftedness or our socioeconomic status or anything like that, God is willing to use any and all 
Let me just use my family as an example. Each member of my family has different gifts, but I have marveled at the way God has used each of us in very unique ways. And so my gift, by God's grace, is to preach, to shepherd other Christians. Nikki's gift is with children. I do not have that gift, and she is an amazing event planner. As a matter of fact, right now we're sitting in a room in the Fellowship Hall with all kinds of decorations because Nikki is planning a graduation party for someone tonight. Right. And then Dylan is gifted in media. He runs our media department here, and he's unbelievable uh, in, in that area. And then Connor is gifted in music and is using that for the glory of God. So the, my point being, we all have different gifts, but each of those is indispensable to what happens every week at Real Life Community Church. Yes, and be sure to think of that in that specificity, that you have a gift. Don't think of it as something as nebulous, and, okay, I have a gift and I'll do good in the world. Think about these specific things that you do and are doing every day. What would you say to somebody who may not know what their gift is? Uh, first of all, the answer to just about every spiritual question is pray. That's right. You always start with prayer. Should always start. Uh, and then uh, do what I did uh, earlier this week, because I often struggle with recognizing my own uh, gifts or seeing things that I do well as gifts. And so I talk to you about it. Talk to other people. They'll, you know, they'll tell you. They'll be happy to tell you how wonderful you are with the things you do. We talked the other day about your gift of communication. Uh, you blow me out of the water when it comes to, <laughs> you know, podcasting and those kinds of things. You you have this gift with words. As a matter of fact, right now during the Advent season, you are using that gift to lead our people through the Advent liturgy every week. And so, and of course you have other gifts as well, but but yeah, I think talking to other people you know, and asking them, particularly other Christians, what gifts do you see in me? And then asking, you know, God, how can you use those gifts for your glory? So Christians and non-Christians have God-given gifts. Oh, absolutely. But without using those gifts for the glory of God, that's the main purpose. They can't have a truly lasting impact. It's not enough to have a gift or to quote-unquote be good. You have to be serving that collective purpose that we talked about at the beginning, glorify God. That's right. And so when we use our gifts for the kingdom uh, and, and you know, kingdom purposes, the impact, this is wonderful to think about, that the impact will last for all eternity. You know, in thinking about Christmas gifts, we, we both have children, and uh, you think about a, a great gift you've given your, your child that, you know, Abby really wanted, but then like a month later, that gift becomes useless and forgotten <laughs> about. But, but, you know, with our with our giftings that God has given us, when we use those for kingdom purposes, they are of eternal impact. So as you're exchanging gifts this year, uh, just remember this holiday season that God has given you particular gifts and that he desires that you use those for his glory. Yes, you are useful in the best possible way. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.